This is Richmond Radio Works production of Suum by Nancy Bancroft Brochish. Picture to yourselves a typically a middle-class American apartment, rather shabby and run down. Here the action takes place, in the living room of the Dorn household, at 7 o'clock in the evening. Mrs. Dorn, middle-aged and of a settled disposition, is played by Ms. Pickett. Her husband, the part taken by Mr. Smith, has been a patient listener ever since that fatal day he stepped before the altar. While not necessarily henpecked, his wife manages to rule the establishment. The daughter, Effie, uh, Miss Byers in text that role, has little to interest her outside of the movies, parties, and new clothes, like thousands of others. The son, Bill, played by Mr. Berkey, is not held in high esteem by his family, but prophets are often without honor in their own country. Not that Bill's supposed to be a prophet in any sense, but certainly more than his folks give him credit for. See if you don't agree in the end. But first, a word from our sponsor. No using the reverse on your vacuum to blow dry hair in the Dorn household. After drying her hair with a new Beauty Locks portable hair dryer, delicate and dainty, just like Effie. Even if you are an airhead, be smart about beauty and dry your hair with Beauty Locks. Thanks for this tip from our sponsor, as Effie waits for her mother to bring her her slip. Here's your slip, Effie, and I wish to heaven you'd keep better track of your underwear. Here I am, all hot and sweaty, and it's past time to get in for the first show. You don't seem to think I got any ambition left to have a good time just because I ain't young anymore. Here's your pa, went out to get a cigar, and he's been gone 20 minutes. He don't care if I do miss the first part of the picture. Cares more for his smoke than he does for the plot. I suppose he's gabbing away at the cigar store and me, waiting here and then not knowing where I'm at when we do get there. Now, Ma, quit jawing at me. How can I remember if I had a clean slip? You didn't remind me. There's Pa now. I can hear him coming down the hall. And of course he'll have some excuse. Well, it's a wonder you wouldn't just stay all evening. Missed the first part of the picture now. Might as well stay home and be done with it. What Uh, in the world kept you so long? Oh, nothing. No use to go so late as this, but I still ain't gonna miss the little fun I do get out of life just because I can't get it at the start. What kept you so long? Well, I wouldn't have been so late if that darn policeman knew when to close his trap. He talked like a soused ward boss, and all just so much hot air. What are you talking about? What policeman? Down at the corner. Well, what were you talking to a policeman about, of all things? Oh, Just talking. Now, come on, if you're in such a hurry to get to the show, I don't want to miss the start of it any more than you do. Well, I want to know before I go a step out of this house what you was talking to a policeman about. Seems like I don't know what goes on in my own family anymore. What was you talking about, William Dorn? About my leg. Do you mean to tell me you're in one of these bootlegging affairs and me here, innocent of it all along? No, it's my leg. Your leg? What leg? My right leg. Come on now, I want to see that movie. Not till I know about your leg. Not a step. Well, it was a truck. A truck? 
It sounds worse and worse. These trucks ain't got such a good name anymore. You might as well tell it all, William Dorn. Well, he said I was jaywalking, and he took my name. Who did? Well, both the policeman and the truck driver. But your leg, what's that got to do with it? Well, no wonder you got to get in at the first of a movie to know what it's about. Can't you see? I was hit in the leg by a truck. Great heavens! I knew you'd be hit sometime. Can't even cross the street without looking to see what's coming. I've saved your life a dozen times, Wilms William Dorn, and I knew it happened sometime. Haven't I warned you about jaywalking time and time again? Well, I guess there ain't much you ain't warned me about sometime or other. Well, if you can't keep out of the way of trucks, I'm glad you did get hurt. Served you right to get balled out, too. Well, my God, I ain't complained none. I ain't even scratched. There ain't a mark even on my leg. I wish you'd come on. I'm tired of waiting. Here you're going in for bootlegging, Dad. But you'd better watch your step. Don't get lippy, young man. My Aunt Grace is on the phone. She says she can't come tomorrow. All right. Tell her your pa was hit by a truck. Did you know Pop was in an accident, Aunt Grace? Hit in the leg by a truck. Yes, hit in the truck by... I don't know. We never thought about that. Wait, I'll ask Mom. Mom, and Grace wants to know if you're going to sue him. We will return to Richmond Radio Works' production of Sue Him in just a moment. But first, while Mr. and Mrs. Dorn stand staring agape at each other, let me tell you how to reach Mr. A.M. Bulance, accident lawyer to get your fair share following an accident. Ring Ma Bell and ask for A.M. Bulance through the Richmond Grapevine and Telegraph. Mabel will be happy to connect you. Now back to the Dorns. Yes, we will, Sue. Tell her yes. We sure will, of course. Of course we'll sue. What's that? Ma, she says Mr. Blair got a thousand dollars. Ask her if she can find out who his lawyer was. Now, Pa, you might just as well be honest about your leg. Just because you don't complain, it's no reason you're not bad hurt. You'd suffer torture before you'd squeal, but this ain't a house for martyrs. I want the truth about that leg. Effie, write down that lawyer's address. Sit down, Pa, and don't strain your ligaments. Well, it ain't them that's hurt. It's here around the calf. Well, how does it feel? Numb? Yes, numb. And pain, too. Just what I thought. It's an awful combination. Either one is bad enough, but when it's numb and painful, too, a look out. It seems like it, it hurts worse and worse. It's shooting all over my leg and my hip now. Oh, I guess I'm hurt worse than anybody knows. Don't guess we can go to the movies tonight, not with an accident like this in the house. Oh, I gotta sit down. Feel kind of faint-like. Maybe my heart's been affected. Well, I should say so. Most anything can be affected in a case like this. Better let me look at your leg. Come over here and lay on the couch. Mm. Oh, careful. Don't strain yourself. There. Ma, are we going to have a trial at the courthouse? Trial? I should say we're going to have a trial if an honest man can't walk across the street without being attacked by one of those reckless truck drivers. We'll show the world that they can't always get by with it. Oh. 
And, and will I be in the trial? What'll I wear? The charming young daughter, arrayed in a light green aigrette, bordered with glistening spangles, caught at intervals with rows of brilliance, was never more, more, more alluring, never more... Mama, make him stop! What shall I wear at the trial, Mom, I knew? Bill, you don't do right by Effie worrying her. Ma, I will be in the trial. Will I? Uh... I'll plan the trial later. Right now, I've got to keep your pa's heart from going back on him. Bill, you run out and fix some damp towels. Now, Pa, I'll look at your leg. Effie, you call up Mabel and tell her you can't go to the club meeting tonight. Not with your Pa in this condition. Well, these towels will take out some of the fever. Guess I'll be going on now. Be back before long. Do you mean to tell me you're going out when your pa's maybe got heart failure? May pass out on our hands at any minute? Now, Ma, I won't be long. I have to see that guy I told you about. So long. Well, I guess I can bear it alone, but it's hard on a woman. Hmm, I can't see much on your leg, Pa, but... Sometimes when there ain't no bruise, it's the very worst sign. Then it's internal. Yes, Mabel, he got hurt in the leg. Tell her he's hurt internal. He's hurt on the inside. And his heart's gone back on him. He's got heart trouble, too. And maybe his kidneys are affected. I I guess they're knocked loose. I guess tomorrow he'll be sick in bed with a nurse. Oh, he will not. No, he won't, Ma says. But he'll likely have to be operated on. He's going to be operated on tomorrow. Yes, sure, we'll sue him. Yes, I'll be in the trial. I'll let all the club girls know when it's coming off. Yes, I guess he'll be operated on tomorrow. All right, goodbye, Mabel. I don't want no operation. It makes you sick at your stomach and all. Now you lie down there. You're a sick man and you can't get your nerves all riled up. Ma, how much are you going to sue for? Two thousand. Look at him there, panting like a fish, nerves all gone to pieces. Two thousand dollars? Gee, what do we do with it? I've got it all planned. We're going to have a trip to my sister's first in Idaho. We'll stay there all summer. When we have the trial, right away? Yes. I won't stand no dilly-dallying with a case like this. Oh, it don't seem like I ought to have an operation. There ain't no blood. Well, I only wish there was blood. I might think you'd have some chance of getting well if you was bleeding somewhere. I guess you're bleeding inside. Ma, it's Mrs. Pringle. She said she heard Pa was almost dead in an accident. Maybell told her. She said she'll be over tomorrow morning. Well, uh, tell her I guess I'll be at the hospital with Pa in the morning. I guess the operation will be at 10 o'clock. They most always are. We don't know which hospital yet. We'll let you know. Goodbye, Mrs. Pringle. And when I give my testimony at the trial, maybe I won't sail into those truck drivers. I'll show them up, trying to murder an innocent pedestrian. No one's safe these days. What I won't tell that judge. Ma, when are we going to Idaho? Will I have some new clothes for the trip? I'll tell the world you will, and I'll have a few myself, too. And what are you going to do with the rest of the money, Ma? We might buy a loudspeaker. A loudspeaker? 
baker nothing. And I ain't never had a kitchen cabinet and married 22 years and never a real piece of Haviland. Now you funny around, Effie, and, and help me with this invalid. Get me the camphor bottle. We've got to keep his nerves up. I don't want no operation, and I ain't going to have one. I'm bad enough as it is. My heart's jumping, my head's a-whirling, and I ain't going to be cut into. I'm going to talk to the doctor first. That you ain't, William Dorn. You do as I say, and no side conversations with that doctor either. You just keep still and let me talk. I guess I know your condition. <coughs> Effie, it seems to me your paw's sinking. Look how funny he looks around the nose. Seems to me we ought to call the doctor. His eyes look kind of wild. Yes, call Dr. Higgins. Tell him Pa's in a terrible state, almost unconscious. Bill, what's the matter? Did you get scared about your Pa and come back? No, no, it's awful. I can't tell you. Bill Dorn, what's come over you? Tell me this minute. Bill, what's happened? Oh, oh. More trouble, I guess. Tell us, what's happened? Well, I wasn't driving fast, and that fool man stepped right out in front of the Ford. Didn't look at all. Swear he didn't. Then I, I, oh, oh, I knocked him down, and they took him to the hospital, and they say he's gonna die, and it's me that killed him. I killed him. Just think, I killed a man. Bill Dorn! But he ain't dead yet, is he? Look at your pa, and he ain't dead yet either. But this man's back is broken. The doctor only gave him a few hours to live. My land! Did they arrest you? Sure they did. But I got to go to the police station tomorrow at nine. My boss told him he'd stand for me appearing all right. I had him call him up. He's high up in politics. It wasn't your fault, was it? No! Of course it wasn't his fault. What do you mean? The policeman said I wouldn't be sent to the pen pen for it, but he said I'd be in for a big lawsuit because the man's a friend of the mayor, and he'll leave a wife and four children. Lawsuit? What do you mean? Why, the widow will sue me. Sue you? But you said it wasn't your fault. Of course she can't sue you. But she will, though. She'll say I killed her sole support. There won't be anybody but me to support her. Do you mean to tell me that you've got to support that man's wife and his four children for the rest of your life just because he didn't have enough gumption to walk across the street like a human instead of an ostrich? Oh, my. You hunt to talk that way about a dead man. Ain't nice to say a dead man walks like an ostrich. Oh, keep still. He ain't dead yet. Oh, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. Well, well, just remember that I'll be in that trial. I'll tell the jury a thing or two. We'll see who will win that lawsuit. Oh, if his family sues, they'll get it all right. Sob stuff, you know. Jury in tears, widow in black, four hungry children. I'll have to sell my lot and give him half my salary for the rest of my life. It's not fair, though. I couldn't help it. Blaming it all on the driver. Ain't that the limit? 
How much will she sue you for? Oh, maybe a hundred thousand dollars. But you've got insurance, Bill. We never thought about that. No, just my luck. Thought I'd let it run over till I got my next check. It was due last Saturday, so I haven't a cent of an insurance. I ain't gonna stand for it. I won't have it. Trying to beat an innocent boy out of his life's wages. Doesn't the law make you be careful? Sure it does. It's all the fault of these jaywalking boobs. Never look up. Just dash across the street and then they want damages for playing the fool. I won't stand for it for one. We'll appeal to the higher courts. Oh, will I be in two trials, Ma? Just because she's got four children, she thinks she can twist the jury around her finger. I'll tell that jury how people cross the street these days. I'll show them up. I'll make them listen to reason. We won't stand for the surrounding of innocent men and making them support a family all their lives and not guilty of nothing at all. Ma, will I be in both trials? And pause and in bills, too? Don't ask so many questions with me nearly crazy. Well, seems like I don't know which way to turn. It's a free country, and I ain't going to stand for no such treatment of my son. What's the man's name that was killed? I'll look into this. What street was it on? Gee, we can't go to Idaho if you've got to give him $100,000, can we, Ma? Because you only get $2,000 from Pa's trial, and if you have to give them a hundred thousand dollars, stop you... your chatter! Oh, seems like I can't think no more. Pa, can't you do something about it? Uh, I'll go down to the cigar store and I'll find out what. No, don't you go down to that cigar store. You stay here. We will return to Richmond Radio Works production of Suum in just a moment. But first. Friends, are you looking for full, smooth tobacco flavor and cigarettes just aren't cutting it? It's like they put something in it. Well, fret not, friends, because there is a place in beautiful downtown Richmond that will solve that problem. Yes, it's the Havana Cigar Emporium, your place for hand-rolled cigars, rolled by workers of legal age. They have the widest selection of cigars for any occasion, capping off a fantastic meal, a round of golf, or just winding down after a day at the office. There are even slim cigars made just for the ladies. <laughs> I'm kidding. They smoke the regular size ones, too. The Havana Cigar Emporium, located in beautiful downtown Richmond. Light one up today. And now we return to Richmond Radio Works production of Suum. There's nothing to do. We may as well give up and pay to support his family. Not me, Bill Dorn. I don't stand injustice, and I won't. I'll fight to the finish. I'll let it be known from coast to coast that an innocent boy is the victim of dishonest crooks and thieves. I won't stand it. I won't. It's not fair, and you won't let him get away with it, will you, Ma? Not I. No thieving rascals will browbeat me. I'll stand by you through thick and thick. Mostly thin, eh, Ma? Thin? (laughs) Yes, thin. All this thin, thin. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, just something funny that struck me. (laughs) Gee, that's a good one. (laughs) Some worm and some turning. Say, folks, it's all a joke. I haven't hit or killed a soul. (laughs) Just thought I'd make up a story and see how you'd act if that suing business worked the other way. (laughs) 
didn't like it much, did you? Well, I'll be stumbling on now, folks. Hope Dad pulls through the operation, all right? If you need me, let me know, Ma. So long. <laughs> he thinks he's awful bright, don't he? Well, then, I guess we ain't going Idaho, are we, Ma? Oh, hush. You've been listening to Richmond Radio Works' production of Suum. The role of Mrs. Dorn was voiced by Julie Pickett. The role of Mr. Dorn was voiced by Mike Smith. The role of Effie Dorn was voiced by Caroline Byers. The role of Bill Dorn was voiced by Sean Berkey. Suum was directed by Marianne O'Malley Avery, who is also our commercial spokeswoman. Sound effects by Phil Baisley. Sound engineering by Rick Funk. Rachel Finnis was our sound editor and our accompanist. If you would like to be a part of Richmond Radio Works, go to Richmond Civic Theater's website, gorct.org, for more information. I'm your announcer, Matthew Sosi. On behalf of everyone here at Richmond Radio Works, thank you for listening. <laughs>